Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, the founder of Wake Up Warrior and the author of the book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this, stand for what you stand for and nothing more. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, so uh, yesterday I got a barrage from an individual on my team. Very fired up, upset about some things, and uh, continued. And we encourage that. We encourage that in warrior culture, which is like collision, 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 which is not a problem. At um, the same time, I had a whole bunch of collisions that were going on outside of my organization with other people. And the one thing as I was sitting there and reading and listening to the audio notes sent to me and reading the reading the text notes sent to me, the one, the one thought that continued to come up for me was this, which is, <clears throat> I as an individual must take a stand for what I take a stand for. Like inside of my life. You know one of the biggest confusions that exists for people inside a business is that you built a business for other people. Right? That you built a business for other people. Like you didn't build a business for other people. You built a business for you. Right? This is a fact. Fact, fact, fact. We get wrapped up sometimes in the idea that we built a business for other people. Do you know why I built Wake Up Warrior? I built it for me. Meaning I built it to liberate myself. I built it to support me inside of my life to continue to live this. Right, that, that was it. Now, the, the side benefit of the ancillary is I care about my clients, I care about my people, I care about the vision, I care about the systems, I care about the process, I care about managing the people, the 27 full-time people, full-time employees of Wake Up Warrior who support the movement of thousands of men being able to experience the conversation of Warrior, right? Not to mention everything else I do in the hair industry with my wife and everything else we do in the training and consulting space, like all this. Like I, I, but at the end of the day, like I took a stand for my own life. And there's been a shitload of opinions, like a shitload of opinions about me. Opinions about from the inside. People who used to work for me don't work for me anymore. Um, people who work for me now, people who would like to work for me but don't. Competitors, uh, people in the, in, the, in, the, in the congregation, in the audience, in the stands, the, the fans, like the clients. Like everybody has an opinion about what you should do and what and shouldn't do. You know, I remember back when, um, oh shit, uh, oh my God, what is his name? Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer was a coach at the University of Utah, which is where my in-laws live and uh, in Utah. And I remember everybody, and they were huge Utah fans. And Urban Meyer decides to leave University of Ohio to become the full, the head time co- or head full-time coach at University of Florida. And everybody at the University of Utah is upset. How dare he? What's wrong with him? Why did Urban Meyer leave? He's not loyal to the team. He's not loyal to the Utes. Which I don't remember, like, I believe he was a Bowling Green before that, which means he left Bowling Green to come to the University of Utah. And Bowling Green, I'm sure, was saying the same thing. Then he went to the University of Florida, won some national championships, and then he took a break. And then he left and he became the coach at Ohio State. And now he's taking another break, retiring. And he won a whole bunch of fucking championships there, too. Like, Urban Meyer did what was best for Urban Meyer. And only people have opinions about what Urban Meyer did or didn't do are individuals who've never done what Urban Meyer's done. Isn't that fucking crazy? Like, do you notice that most of the people have an opinion about what you do and how you do it have never actually built or done what you have done? It's never the people who have done what you've done that have an opinion. It's always the people who have never done nor will ever do what you have done that have the biggest opinions about what you should be doing. It's like people who have an opinion. When my wife had our first daughter... Um, Danielle, when we had Bailey, there were all these people that had opinions about how Danielle should be breastfeeding. This is how you should breastfeed. This is how you should do this. The funny part about it is none of them had fucking breastfed before. 
We even had a lactase specialist who was the wife of one of our, one of the guys I worked with at the time who had all kinds of opinions for Danielle about how she should be breastfeeding, yet she had never breastfed, ever. I remember sitting there watching my wife in her frustration, listening to this woman, Becky, give her all these opinions about what she should or shouldn't be doing. And then Danielle looks at her and says, have you ever had a baby bite on your nipple? And she's like, no. And I was like, then shut the fuck up. So here's the reality inside of your world. If you don't take a stand, you're going to fall for all the opinions of everyone else. And that's the principle. The principle is very simple. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. And no one will ever know the motives behind why you do what you do, except for you. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. And in my case today, it's a very simple game. I'm very clear about what I'm standing for. I'm very clear about where I'm going. Regardless of what other people think, inside or outside of any of the organizations that I run. The question for you is, where in your world do you know you need to take a stand? Because currently you're falling. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, my friends. So, uh, <clears throat> today is another glorious day and off to the races we go. And the parable of the day generated for us a principle, my friend. If you don't take a stand... You will fall. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. Now, I know the last couple of days I've kind of been um, out of my home office or out of my office office, meaning my man cave and or over the big warrior offices or BMS offices, wherever I've been for the day. Uh, so we're going to get after it today. You may have also noticed that the show itself is five minutes shorter. I decided to move to 10 minutes here on this part of the parable uh, to be able to create the value for you, not only from the fire, but also just get it even more compact. I believe we can do that. So today we're going to actually jump back into the drift and shift model. We're going to look at, uh, I've already covered the conversation inside of the ultimate problem and possibility of the drift and shift model. We discussed the principles and I'm reading from you, reading to you from different segments here inside of the manuscript, the original or first draft of the attack with the stack, which by the way, the original, the final draft will be available July 4th. Uh, 2019, as well as the software Attack with a Stack. Uh, so all of that is coming, coming, coming. Um, but I'm going to jump into uh, a conversation with you here on this today, and we're going to discuss it. So here we go. I'm going to start off with, uh, again, we are in the third component here of the fortune map of the drift and shift model, uh, which sets up all of our conversations for the stack. So we've been talking about the stack for about a week and a half, I believe. Um, I'm going to keep talking about it. We're going to shift gears and go over into core four here after, uh, after here a couple more episodes here with this, maybe towards the end of this week maybe two, three more episodes and we'll be there and then we'll stay and hang out in core four for a little bit as we keep going. So our principle for the day is this. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. If you don't take a stand, you will fall. And we're going to link that up directly into our curriculum here inside of the stack. So here we go. All right, so we've covered problem and possibilities. We've also covered our principles, but now we've got to dive into the production side of the game. 
our production is going to require me to actually draw out a few things for you. I want you to have a full picture of the actual drift and shift model. And then from that picture, we're going to actually continue our journey on the four actions or four strategies that we must apply. Let's take our production game and let's actually outline our model. Our model itself is very, very simple. It starts again here with what you've already heard me call the status quo. And we have a man who's standing here or a woman who's going along the status quo. And then there's what? You've been trained on this many, many times. There's an event or a trigger. This event or trigger does a few things. The first thing it does, it begins the drift. I'm going to actually draw this out so that you can see it. The drift actually has an entire loop, okay? We're going to take a look at this, though. I'm going along in the status quo, going along in the status quo. I hit this event or trigger. There are some feelings that are awakened, and those feelings reveal stories. These stories drive my actions, and these actions determine my results. This is sitting in a fundamental system. No matter who you are, this is how it fucking goes down. Status quo, trigger event happens, it invokes feelings, stories, actions, which what? Which produce results. Now, we're going to move through the drift model, and our most apparent feeling is out of anger. Or, our next feeling is out of blame, our next feeling is out of guilt, our next feeling is out of shame. I may get angry at my wife, and I piss at her because we're not having sex. Then I blame her for being the one who's responsible for the fact that we're not having sex. And I yell at her about this, which then leads me down the drift further. Then I feel guilty because I blamed her, got angry at her, and yelled at her. Then I continue down the drift into shame. This entire side is known as the drift. Everything I'm experiencing along the descent, down, 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 is known as the drift. I'm just descending, just descending along these feelings, anger, blame, and guilt, and shame. When I get to the bottom of this, I arrive in the pit. In the pit, the pit of despair, the pit of darkness, I experience an emotion that's profound, which is unworthy, unaccepted, and will move to a place of apathy, which is, I don't do shit. Now, inside of this are two paths from the pit. Path number one is a legit move that makes us grow. Path number two is what I call the false lift. What does a false lift mean? False lift means I'm actually doing, choosing to climb back out of the pit in a false pattern of attempting to return to how things were before I drifted. And this becomes an interesting karmic loop that we had discussed before. The karmic loop is when I'm constantly stuck in a game of drifting, and when I hit the pit and feel unworthy, unaccepted, and apathy, I start to climb out. My desire is to go back to the way things were before I originally was triggered. If I could just go back to before I yelled at my wife, things would be better. If I just went back before I burned my business, if I just went back before I used the drugs, if I just went back before whatever it was, if I could just go back before is a thought process or psychology. When I do this, I experience a false lift, and I actually start to feel power. I start to experience a feeling and a sensation of power, but it's a false power. This false sense of power is only, only is me getting better. It's like you drinking a shitload of alcohol, being completely blitzed out of your fucking mind, feeling sick and nauseous, and then as the alcohol wears away and you drink water, you start to feel more and more alive and more and more powerful, and you think you've actually become more fit as an athlete. No, you have not. You are literally just becoming sober. But being sober doesn't mean that you're successful. It just means that you're sober. Then you're sitting in the peak of sobriety and then you drink again and you end up in the pit and then you go back to before you were drunk and you became sober and then you're off we go, the looping game. And this was my entire life, 10 plus years of my life, not even recognizing my entire life had become one giant fucking karmic loop, particularly in my marriage. Then our production principles link directly up to this. Number one is that you must become a student. You must become a student of your feelings. You must become a student of your feelings, period. Now, if we come back over to our drift and shift model, we have these core feelings that are being experienced. We have this anger, we have this blame, we have this guilt, we have this shame. Now, there are literally hundreds of versions of feelings, and you can see those referenced here in this section. There are all kinds of feelings that you and I can have, joy and happiness and pain and anxiety and stress, 
all these things, but our big core one is drifting in anger, blame, guilt, and shame. You must become a student of your feelings. This means you must actually become in touch with what your feelings are. What are they? And the second place is you must become a student or become in touch with why you feel them and become in touch with when you typically feel them. Your feelings actually matter. Remember, our principle is your feelings are your friend and your and reveal clues, which means the first thing you do is we actually study the psychology of feelings. You study your feelings, you study your feelings. Production strategy number two, you must train yourself to quickly identify and shift your stories. Now, we have said again here in our drift and shift model, we said here at the core that our feelings, our stories, and our actions lead to our results, right? Which means we're saying that most not look, most don't look at the top of the stack here. We're saying the feelings sit at the top. I must become a student of those fucking feelings. I must deliberately study what I feel. Unfortunately, doing a stack every day allows you to do this. The second piece is I must become a goddamn scientist with the stories that I tell myself. I must train myself to quickly identify and shift my stories. My stories interlinked with my feelings. Now, here's an interesting question. What drives your feelings? What drives your stories? Do your feelings drive your stories or do your stories drive your feelings? I'm going to have you consider it looks like this. If we were looking at an iceberg and it's sitting under the water and there's this massive thing going on underneath the water, but above the water we experience our feelings. These are the clues. They point out to something more beneath the surface. Beneath the surface are our stories. Our stories that we we tell are either getting us what we want or leading us towards what we don't want. Being able to actually put yourself in a place where you've trained yourself to quickly identify and shift your stories, this means that I'm actually aware of what's going on beneath the surface of water that's hiding the rest of the iceberg. I'm not just aware of the tip. Now remember, most men are fucking clueless that there's even an iceberg. They're like, I didn't even know there was an iceberg. There's an iceberg? Well, I wasn't sure there was an iceberg. I don't have any feelings. I don't tell stories. I don't do any of this shit. Bullshit. You do. Now that you're here inside the water, you're starting to recognize. You go, shit. Well, I do have a lot of fucking feelings. Underneath those feelings, I have a shitload of unlimited, near literally unlimited number of stories. Okay, I got these fucking stories. I got these fucking feelings. What the fuck am I going to do with all these stories and feelings? Now, I'm going to pause there. and We're going to come back to this one here in our next show tomorrow. All right, and we'll keep reading. But the piece I want you to catch is if I don't take a stand, I will fall. And one of the things you're going to have to take a stand for, okay, take a stand for is understanding you. I got a message from my father yesterday who said, you are one of the most self-introspective individuals I've ever known in my entire life. Like, I became passionate about taking a stand for one thing, which was understanding myself. People say, how do you understand people? I said, because I came to understand myself. And they're like, it can't be that simple. I was like, it's not, it is that simple and it's not that simple. Like, the piece I need you to understand is that, like, you understanding yourself is a gateway to understanding others. You taking a stand for yourself is a gateway to taking a stand for others. Right, You can't take a stand for somebody if you don't take a stand for yourself. You can't ultimately guide another if you haven't guided yourself. You can't be a beacon for others if you're not a beacon for yourself. What you are is, well, crazy. It's crazy talk to think that you can take a stand for your children but not take a stand for yourself. It's crazy talk to think you can take a stand for your partner but not take a stand for yourself. It's crazy talk to think that you can take a stand for your business but not take a stand for yourself. So as we wrap up this Daily Fuel, I really want you to connect with this idea that to take a stand, if you don't take a stand, you will fall, literally means the following. If you don't come to understand the drift and shift model and the ability of stacking yourself, which is the single greatest tool I've ever encountered, to finding out and identifying you, you will ultimately lack the ability to actually take a stand and lead anyone else. (laughs) 
So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.